Hi and welcome. My name's Mel Herbert and this is Talking Tesla. We're going to talk about the cars, the batteries, the supercharger, the rumours, stock price, of course the man, anything and everything Tesla. Why? Well, because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Have you heard of PewDiePie? No. PewDiePie. PewDiePie? What's a PewDiePie? Exactly. So I'm listening to Howard Stern, and they're talking with uh, Jeff Jarvis, who's on Twitter a lot. And Jeff was giving Howard a hard time saying, like, you need to move off to satellite radio and get on the internet and do your show on the internet. You'll own all the content. You'll get millions of subscribers. It'll be he owns great. all the content now and has millions of subscribers. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, doctor. Um, I know how you hate to be interrupted. And then Howard was just going off like, there's no money, nobody makes any money on the internet this is yeah, ridiculous that's not true and then jeff's trying to explain uh pootie pie the guy that sits in his room and comments on video games oh i have i have heard about this 7.9 or 8.3 have heard about this million guy. dollars last year he made it's a lot of hits that guy he has yeah. 35 million subscribers don't touch than, the microphone more than anyone ever that's crazy yeah it's amazing My and he doesn't just it's funny because a week ago or two weeks ago, I asked Ben, have you ever heard of this guy? Because I had just discovered him then, and I was – it's amazing. The dude is boring, but he plays video games, and people love it. And he started to branch out into other things as well, the Pootie Pyre. You're probably wondering why that was in Talking Tesla. I don't know. We're a bit of a tech show. I thought it was interesting, so I'll put it in. But now let's get back to Talking Tesla. Do you remember last month when we said that our friend Pablo, who owned a vault – wasn't going to get another electric car because it wasn't working for him. Well, we caught him in the studio and we said, explain yourself, young man. Explain yourself. Hey, you, get this over here. Get in front of that purple microphone. Pablo? Yes? We talked about you on the last Talking Tesla. I heard about that. Do you have something that you want to say to everybody at Tesla and in the electric car world? Any apologies you want to make? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I I feel like a traitor. You haven't loved your vault? I, I love my vault. Perhaps, Mel, you saw a photo that I sent Tom this weekend of my vault in the middle of the desert with no spare tire on a dirt road, and it was scary. You're going to have to start paying for gas. I'm going to have to start paying for gas. Here's, here's <laughs> what I would love. I would love to keep the exact same format as the vault, you know, partial uh, battery with maybe 40-mile range. I'd even take a... 30-mile range with the gas backup, but in, say, like a RAV4 kind of format. Somebody like somebody like Toyota did an electric RAV4 with a gas backup. That would fit me perfectly. Maybe if Subaru came out with an electric model. It's just, it's just upsetting, all right? It's I'm upsetting. upset about it, too. I'm, Wait, we, I think I solved it. Okay, what if you buy... Get up there close, come on. What if you buy an electric RAV4, Yes. put a trailer hitch on the back of it, mm-hmm. and tow a generator? And so wherever you were, even while you were driving, you could have the car plugged into the generator and charging. Here's the paradox, Paul. No one likes that idea? That was it? No, it's not even worth commenting on. I like that idea. I'm going to consider it. Yeah, because he's had a head injury. Uh, here's the paradox, Paul. 
you like to go into nature and you like to enjoy nature and you're an outdoorsman and you go to the national parks and you look at the trees and the lovely lakes that will all be gone because you're not going to have a fucking bolt now. You're going to kill the world. I know. Well, I, there is the paradox. How do you feel about that? What do, what do you say to that? I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm in this, this struggle, this emotional struggle of dealing with um, wanting to protect and save the environment because I love it so much. But if I have a car that only goes 100 miles, I can't go into the remote places that I go. How do I solve that? There isn't anything for you yet. Things are coming. Because you go every weekend, and we spoke about this, it's not practical for you to rent a four-wheel drive. Although, I got you very close with relay rides. Relay rides was I, interesting. I got you very close yeah. to Talk that. Talk about relay rides, go. Relay rides. We talked to that gentleman that came from Australia. Ray, I believe it was, when we were on our way to Tesla Motors Club Connect. We spoke about him in an earlier episode. I know... You're a little older, so you're having a hard time remembering Ray what we Charles? spoke about. Right, Ray Charles. He flew in and rented a Tesla. The company he used was Relay Rides. Yes. So Relay Rides rents a vast array of cars, a vast array. How big is the array? It's vast. It's right. like the space between what used to be the planet called Pluto and the next closest thing on the Kyber belt that is also not a planet. That's vast. Vast. So it's they, a lot that's of That's where space. they keep the cars in the <laughs> that's in this a, belt beyond It's a vast Pluto. array of so different kinds of cars. Car. So you can call a person, but you can rent for instance, you can rent a four wheel drive truck for thirty three dollars a day. Right? So uh, this was one particular car. They're not all thirty three dollars a day. They're the prices are set by the owners. Teslas are anywhere from one seventy five a day to five hundred a day. To rent, and you're renting them from a private party. Relay Rides has uh, its own insurance, so it kind of is about buying the car that you need for most of the time, right? Your ninety percent of the time, and then renting the car that you need for those other five percent of those time. What I meant by that was he could rent a truck for the weekends if he went occasionally, six times a year. That makes a lot more sense. Much more difficult if you're doing it weekend after weekend after weekend. It's not very practical to do that, in my opinion. So what he needs, again, is an electric car with a little bit more clearance, like my car, although he's concerned about the RAV4 because it only has limited mileage. And I would be concerned about that if I was him as well because, A, it can't supercharge, and, B, there's not a real good solution to the 114-mile paradigm unless – uh, there is none, not even an unless. There's no unless. <laughs> There's not an unless. <laughs> There's no unless. There's, not. There's no unless. So for him, he's sort of trapped waiting for somebody like Subaru to come out with a with an electric hybrid vehicle that is a little bit more outdoorsy, if you would. And so, so I don't know. I would hate for you to abandon your electric. Let's not even call it an experiment at this point. Your your foray into electric automobilia, okay? I would hate for you to abandon that for this one particular thing, at least permanently. So maybe you need to find something for one or two years, a short-term lease, instead of purchasing something that you may have for the next 10 years 
and, and wait until somebody comes out with one. Toyota, we're talking to you. Make a freaking truck electric. Although I know you don't like trucks. I think cool you would truck. buy a truck if it was electric or at least partially electric. I'm on relay rides right now. Yeah. I'm looking at Teslas. Yeah. I've been, uh, don't even care about anything else. Anything else that I've been saying? Yeah. Yeah, there's totally, a, sh- there's totally a shocker you. right totally there. You probably weren't even listening. Totally blocked you out. That was dropping some pearls. 175 bucks a day to 360 Okay, you want to – what do you want? You want a Jeep? Yeah, Jeep, uh, any sort of SUV, maybe all-wheel drive. A Jeep? That would be good. We didn't even look drive. up Jeeps when we were doing it originally. Let's do a Jeep. Let's now, see what we got I looked, here. and, and no relay Jeeps. rides won't let you rent any vehicles that are specifically for off-roading. I don't know if Jeeps Land would fall Rover, into that. None. I'm looking in the local area. No Jeep, like an SUV, no like a four-wheel drive. Uh, I don't know, a Forerunner. Any any Forerunners? Anything like that? Toyota Forerunner. Let's see vehicle type. Uh, SUV. Here we go. Great radio. Great radio. Hey, for all of you guys who have switched over to Rav a more 4? interesting podcast, well, we're sorry. What about? Do you like a Rav Four? I like a Rav Four. Rav Four would be enough from about fifty-five bucks a day. Two-wheel nice. drive though. I don't two-wheel think they're drive. all four. Toyota Forerunner. Yeah. Forerunners, four-wheel drive. Not all of them. Are they? $39 a day. There you go. So, I mean, it is possible on the short term. But again, I think that would be great for me or you, right? For me or you. Yeah. Once or six times a year, maybe. Six times a lifetime, I would go to. Six times a lifetime, you would go out and sit (laughs) in the forest, and all night you'd be shivering and afraid that some small rat would come and poop on your head and give you hauntavirus or something like that. Koala bears would come attacking me. We don't have. Koala bears in this country, and um, they won't let you back in your country. That's what's so concerning. If you see one, it's clearly <laughs> that's, a that's mutant. Where, that's where it starts with the koala bears in Yosemite, and then yep. there's wallabies in, yep. in uh, Yellowstone, and uh-huh. it just it all goes downhill from yep. there. And the snakes. That's how it happens. All right. Well, you haven't solved this problem, but I haven't solved this problem because I don't know that there. I haven't solved this problem, and you know who else hasn't solved this problem? The electric car industry has mm-hmm. not solved his problem. Mm-hmm. I, would I have it a not? solution. Okay, I have a solution. Finally, stop doing outdoorsy stuff. Play golf like a normal person. Stupid, stupid solution. Stupid outside. Your gun. solution is dumb. Why save the world if you're not going to enjoy the world? So, it's not our fault you don't like to go outside, um, you there's, hermit. There's spiders out there <laughs> and snakes. Well, it's sad, but we couldn't really realistically fix Paul's problem. He's an outdoor guy, even though most of the time, you know, five days a week, he's just driving to the studio in you know, 20 miles from where he lives, and he does it on electricity. He doesn't have that car that can then go from that and drive into the bushes. He doesn't have it. doesn't exist. We hope that one day somebody... We'll make it for him because I think it's the kind of use that a lot of people would like. In the outtake section at the end of this episode, we have some really stupid ideas for him. But until then, let's talk about hydrogen versus electricity. Tom is quite passionate about this. Be warned. He gets very excited. Tom, you wanted to talk about the uh, Toyota hydrogen car. I don't know why. Hydrogen v. electricity. Ding, ding, ding. The big grudge match of future fuels, as it were. I've got a lot to say about this, so come on, make it, I'm make it quick. I'm pretty exciting. Okay, so we've, we've established – I'm pretty excited. We've established that there's 500 superchargers across the country, many more across the globe, destination chargers up the yin-yang, and yet 
Hydrogen has become the new love child of California's future fuel movement. Do you know how many hydrogen stations we have in Southern California right now? There's three superchargers within a two-hour drive of us right now. Actually, Tom, I need to jump in here and correct you. There's more than 10 within 120 miles of us. More than 10 with lots of outlets, probably 80 actual superchargers. And hundreds more across this country. How many hydrogen stations? Oh, and countless other ways for us to charge our electric cars. How many hydrogen stations are there right now? I'm going to give you a number right here. First of all, I'm going to give you some exact numbers. In the, in the uh, United States, here we go. Yeah. There's 473 supercharger stations with 2,660 2, superchargers. That is a lot. I'm going to say that hydrogen refueling is one-tenth as developed of that. So there is approximately 47 hydrogen stations with, uh, let's say, uh, as many as 100 fuel knobbies that come out with hydrogen in California. How's that? The answer is three. Thank you. <laughs> so if you're one of the fortunate people who happen to live next to the Toyota factory in Torrance, you're in luck. You can get hydrogen. Also, if you're one of the lucky people who happen to live in the beautiful city of Burbank, thumbs up, grab yourself a hydrogen vehicle. One more, if you're behind the orange curtain, living in the Costa Mesa area, you too as well are near a hydrogen station. If you're not... I don't recommend you get a hydrogen vehicle. There's only three hydrogen refueling stations in all of California, a state the size of Texas and a population of 45 million people. Well, that's the three in Southern California. Thank you. Whether there are more in the rest of California, I don't know the answer. But I'll tell you this. Toyota and the state of California have put aside... $200 million to build new stations by 2020. 2020 is how many years from now? Five. Five years from now. How many stations are they going to have built by 2020? $200 million, five more years. You've seen the amount of superchargers. How many stations are they going to have by 2020, Mel? I don't know, Tom. How many? A hundred. Oh, that's... Yeah, 100. And by the end of 2016, they'll only be 40. They're going to put them in current gas stations. So on the plus side, while you're waiting for your Hindenburg to fill up, <laughs> you can get some Gatorade. Uh, and, and that'll be good. All right. So, uh, Tom, this is upsetting. There's nowhere to fill these up. I had no idea it was that bad. Actually, I did have an idea it was that bad because I started looking at it, and the exact numbers are a little bit all over the place, but there's almost no infrastructure, zero right now. You know how many are in the world right now? Seven. In, no, in, tw- <laughs> in 2012, in tw- here's, here's an idea of how fast this infrastructure is being built at breakneck speed for the future of the next fuel. There were how many in 2012? There were seven. 27. So more than you thought. This is the entire planet. Okay, so in those three years, how many more have they built? They've doubled it. No. (laughs) 11 more. That's it. So right now, 38 in the world. And California 
L.A. area, Southern California specifically, has three of them. If you're a door-to-door salesman that goes between Costa Mesa and Hawthorne and Burbank, wherever they are, it's a perfect Yeah, you should totally get one. I mean, no doubt about it, it's perfect for you if you're selling Amway in the Torrance, Costa Mesa, Burbank Triangle, then you are in business. Now, here's a... So they they want to sell three thousand of these, and I was actually on a, one of the sites here on uh-huh. Clean Tech, and it was saying how um, Toyota's like, yeah, we've got a real infrastructure problem. We're at least ten years behind electric vehicles. Um, this is clearly just a concept vehicle, but it's a stupid concept vehicle if I can't fill it up. But it's, it gets worse than that. It's Tom. not a concept vehicle if uh, it's going for sale in the twenty fifteen model <laughs> year. It's a real vehicle. Well, they're selling. Yeah, well, and they're not the only ones. They're Mel. not selling. <laughs> they're not the only ones. There's. There's four of them. They all go about 300 miles, right? Uh, Honda, 240 miles. Yep. Toyota, 300 miles. Yep. The Hyundai Tucson, which is a cool name, yep. don't get me wrong, 400 miles. And a Mercedes, for some reason, 248. You know how the Germans are. They like the exact numbers. It's 248. That's it. But but here's the big issue for me, or one of the big issues. They keep touting this as, this is much better than electric. you got to plug your car in and wait for it. If you're in the middle of nowhere yes, and you run out of hydrogen, which you will because there isn't any anywhere, you cannot plug your car in for three days, go to the spa, and enjoy yourself. If it happens to your Tesla, RAV4, any other electric vehicle, feel free to plug that bad boy in. There are outlets all over the world. In fact, you know how many outlets there are in the world? (laughs) All of them. Every one of them. Billions and billions. You can charge your car, even your RAV4, at four miles an hour. Tom, I need you to calm down. Now, I'm going to put one more nail in the coffin of this right now. I looked up, where does hydrogen come from? Because it turns out that hydrogen does not naturally occur in our world. What? It's on the periodic table. It occurs in the sun world, but not in the earth world. So we have to make the it. sun world. And you know how we make it right now? With gas? Methane gas. Mm. And guess what? It's not any savings in terms of uh, how much carbon you put into the air the way they make it right now. Well, that sounds great. And you know what it else? It's not any savings in your pocket. How much does it, how much does it cost to fill the new Toyota with hydrogen? Do you know the answer to that? No. $50. Twice the cost of the normal Prius over the same mileage. Oh, sure. I'll take one. You know what? Sign me up for two. This is upsetting to me because I like the idea that we're trying all these uh, potentially uh, green technologies, but there's nothing green about this technology right now because we make the hydrogen out of bad stuff. It costs more. There's no infrastructure. Tom, they're not going to sell 3,000 of these because there's not 3,000 people stupid enough to buy them I right now. I think they're going to try to sell 1,000 because the, the real reason behind this whole stupid foray into hydrogen, in the state of California anyways, is that Toyota and all these other companies get seven times more points than they do for electric vehicles because of the fast charge capability. You have to be able to fill the thing as fast as you can fill a regular gas tank because that's the way the people wanted it. That's Um, silly. 
So I don't know. In Hyundai's defense about the cost of this hydrogen, they're offering a fuel card that will cover the fuel for the first three years at 12,000 miles a year in the price of the car. All of this is great. It's awesome for people to kind of push this whole thing forward. But the only reason Toyota is doing it is to satisfy the California regulations about emissions so they can sell more TRDs. So they're not really committed to making this technology work, right? They're not committed to the next generation of driving at this point. Also, you can't fill your car at home ever. I have a lot of gas. You don't have a hydrogen condensation I machine. I make a lot of methane. That is true. You do. And uh, in this just, very closed room, I am not appreciating and that And I just have got to work out how to get that methane into hydrogen form. All right, uh, Tom, I think you've made your point. I think you've made your point. I've got it. Obviously, Tom, very passionate about this topic, and he makes some really good arguments. I'm really not seeing why we're following this technology right now outside of sort of research. Uh, it doesn't really seem to make sense. But we look forward to your comments. Surely there's somebody out there that knows a lot more than we do about this. Give us a call. Uh, text us, uh, you know, at Talking Tesla on the Twitter, or go to our website, talkingtesla.net, and leave us a comment, leave us a message. Even better, send us a voice memo using your iPhone or Android device. And if you're an expert in this area, we'd love to talk to you. Let us know. There's something that you've wanted to talk to me about for a long time, Tom, and I know, <laughs> I know what it is. I know when you look at me in that way that you want to bring this up. Let's do it here in Talking Tesla. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Elon Musk stock business. <laughs> Come on. Oh, this is so exciting. And you don't know anything about this at this nothing. moment. I don't even know okay. what stock vesting so, is. You don't know what's you know what stock vesting is. Uh, not I'm really. not going to explain the whole thing to you, but but according slowly. to today's <laughs> insider filings for Tesla, Elon Musk owns seventy five shares directly. Seventy five shares directly. How many shares and are there? Twenty eight million plus shares. Indirectly. In August of 2012, the board of directors granted Elon 5.274 million stock options. Shared to four to be known as the 200, the 2012 CEO grant, which consisted of 10 vesting tranches with a vesting schedule based entirely on the attainment of both performance conditions and market conditions, assuming continued employment and service to us through each vesting date. The first requirement was the successful completion of the Model X engineering prototype. Check. He got those. Got it. The second one, the successful completion of the Model X vehicle prototype. Check. Check. We've seen those driving around. The next one's a little dicier for young Elon. The completion of the first Model X production vehicle. So this was given to him in 2012. I believe they've been telling us since about then that they were going to be delivered. So poor Elon has been working for uh, nothing uh, since then. So he didn't complete that. The next one, successful completion of the Gen 3 engineering prototype. 
Who knows? Maybe he got that one. I have no idea. Where are they with Model 3? Did they make an engineering prototype? Uh, my guess is no. Uh, successful completion of the Gen 3 vehicle prototype? No. Completion of the first Gen 3 production vehicle? Oddly enough, they also have not done that. Do all of these options rely on having to do all of these things? No, no, no. Each one of them, he gets a chunk of the $5 million, right? So there's right. 10 of them. So the $5 million, let's just say it was split equally into 10. So he got... Uh, the first five hundred thousand, he got the second five hundred thousand, and he is waiting just just so tenderly for that third five hundred thousand and all the rest of these. And then the next three have to do with aggregate vehicle production. So the first milestone, a hundred thousand vehicles, mm, they haven't gotten there yet. The second one's two hundred thousand vehicles, and the third one is three hundred thousand vehicles. So those are the ten things that Tesla has to do for him to get. All of those 5 million shares uh, from the company. Now, Each one of those 500,000 share things that he ticks the box uh-huh. every time he does one of those things yeah. at today's stock price, uh-huh. $126 million. That's a lot of millions. So <laughs> That's 126 the whole thing of the- is about $1.26 billion at today's value. The whole vesting package. Well, why does it say here, I'm on davidmanual.com, they say that Elon Musk's net worth right now is $12 billion. Because I think these are just additional shares. Because as you know, oh, he was yeah. the main He owns investor, like 24% right? of this thing He's, already. So he already owns uh, indirectly that. What did I say? That 28 million shares. Got it. Got it. Right, yes. So this is just a little additional uh, thanks for hanging out and being such a good CEO. If we don't fire you by the time you get all these milestones crossed, then we're going to throw another billion dollars down your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, – But that's estimate. fascinating, right? It's not – and he makes no salary. How does he get by? I don't know. I don't understand. I think every once in a while, he like you know, his he'll sell a few billion dollars worth of uh, yeah. Solar City or SpaceX or Zip Two or PayPal stock, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps all of those things, or maybe, or maybe he just takes the money from PayPal. Maybe he has like a backdoor built in, and he just takes a penny, like that Richard Pryor movie, yeah, uh, in the that Superman movie where he took like a quarter cent off every transaction. Maybe he just did that with PayPal. Maybe he's just an evil genius. Do you feel better now? You've wanted to do this for <laughs> I think seven episodes. So, but they have paid him nothing in cash. He has made zero cash dollars from Tesla. Like he doesn't get his like check in the look at it and oh my god, look how much withholding. Like that doesn't happen to Elon. <laughs> like none of that is going. on. I found that to be fascinating. Uh, you may edit the hell out of that and knock it all out of the thing, but. But that's that's where we are. And he's only again, he's only completed the first three as of December 31st, 2013. So that was almost a year and a half ago. And they're still not to number four. And now, as Monty Python would say, here's something completely different. We're doing a bit of field recording here. We were doing some math. So the Tesla is here by the side of the house. And when we were driving home, we were wondering how many solar panels would it take to be able to drive the Tesla without using the battery at all? And what do we work out? It would take, what was it, 200 square meters of solar panels? About 200 square meters of solar panels. So at my house here, we have solar panels in the front of the house, solar panels in the back, solar panels on this back cabana, and we're walking around, 
And yeah, we're generating like two or three thousand from one set, two or three thousand watts, four thousand from another set, and at the back of the house another two or three thousand watts. So one guy estimated on one of the forums that you need about what do we say? Fifteen to twenty kilowatts to do sixty miles an hour on the freeway. So we almost have enough at our house to run a Tesla at sixty miles an hour on the freeway and not and not use your uh, battery. But how many Days. So, what does the average house use in terms of kilowatt hours? So, the average house uses 10 kilowatt hours throughout the day. And the Tesla has an 85 kilowatt hour battery, so it could run the average house for eight and a half days. <laughs> That's insane. So, that goes on top of what we talked about last time with Tom, which was the Tesla battery plugged into a laptop would run for about 15 years. 200 square meters of solar panels, and you can run your Tesla indefinitely. So we could get a trailer hitch and put 200 square meters, 20 by 10 meters. So we have to have more than that, though, just because it would drag the car down. <laughs> so not very practical. I mean, my son and I were just doing the math for fun because we're geeks, and it's somewhere around that number. But it does come up all the time. People always ask, who don't know as much about electric cars, why don't they just put solar panels on the roof of that thing, and then it could charge up, and you'd be ready to go. Well, the amount of energy required to charge up that giant battery is quite enormous and you need a pretty big solar array to do it in real time. Now, theoretically, you could put some sort of solar paneling up there and give you a little boost, but it would take a very, very long time. And we'll do the math on the later show of one solar panel or two solar panels that might realistically fit on the top of a Tesla, how much extra range that would give you over, say, 12 hours of bright sunlight. I suspect it might be maybe a mile but we'll do the math at another time. These cars that you see that are in sort of MIT races or in races across Australia, these super lightweight cars with giant panels that go for a 1,000 miles on a charge and uh, the rest of the time they're running directly off the solar panels is interesting. When we see these aeroplanes doing the same thing, it's interesting and I like it. It moves this sort of forward, these sort of um, experiments in how efficient you can get. But right now, as of today... You do not have enough space on your Tesla to make a real difference in how much range you could get as you're driving down the freeway at 60 miles an hour and charging directly from the sun. Just not practical as yet. A lot more technology has to uh, develop before we get there. And maybe just physics is going to mean that's really not going to be practical at any time. Even if you had a 100% efficient solar panel, you wouldn't have enough room on your Tesla to really make a big dent. Look, I think that's all we've got time for this episode, but I'm very excited about the next episode. We're going to talk with a guy called Eric Bergeson about autonomous vehicles and how they are going to completely, radically, and amazingly change the world. Oh, yeah. Change said world. Many thanks to Paul Gustafson for his little spiel about why he's not going to get a vault, to Micah Herbert for his help, for Assisi, our producer, and uh, to Tom, of course. We love Tom, and we're going to change the intro. I swear we're going to change the intro. It's going to happen any day now. Any day day now. And we should also thank Katie for saying this. This is Katie. Katie has a vault. Do you like your vault? I love my vault. Why do you love your vault? Because I never have to go to the gas station. Well, not never, but like, I don't even remember the last time I went to the gas station. Why Paul Pablo not getting a vault? Is he a loser? I just want to know, yes or no, is he a loser? Yes. Don't tell him I told you that. Have you enjoyed the show? And we've been... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. You yelled a lot. I'm sorry. What's wrong? What's going on? I'm just trying to stay energetic for you, buddy. 
I don't want you to feel like I'm not contributing, even though it's clear by the opening that I'm not contributing. You're contributing. You're just not getting any recognition. Right. There's the recognition. But you should be doing it for the right reasons. You shouldn't be doing it for glory. I'm doing it for the planet, and I'm doing it for the lattes. And also, I think I may have found a nickel in this couch cushion, potentially. <laughs> so I'm nickel. keeping that. Uh, thank you. Wait a minute. Okay. I may, we may be on to something here. If I could figure out a way. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. I buy a Tesla. I buy an extra Tesla. Why not? Right? It's, it's my power plant. Once a week, I drive up to Tahone Ranch Supercharger. I charge the car, come home, plug the thing into my house, and my house is powered by my Tesla. Every for a week. Last time we told you that you could run your laptop for twenty years. Right. Now we can run your. You head. can run my. Uh, uh, and uh, think of the paradigm. Okay. No. 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 Wait. Let, bear with me.